we're live. Are we live? Well, we got Terry Agno in the house, so she usually confirms whether we are alive or not. So we have to see. Well, she went. Um, oh, Terry. She went to the. She went to take uh, our dog walking. Real quick. Oh, okay. So Terry's gonna walk the dog. Definitely, she's listening. I'm sure she walks the dog. But we got brother Shane Lao Lao head in the house. And he's got What's the up? Hawaii banner behind him because we're going to talk Hawaii football. Um, you know, it's been one of those off seasons with a lot of news and sometimes things that we don't want to talk about, like uh, ticket shortages, maybe, perhaps, because, you know, we're, we're always talking tickets. Surplus is usually at UH, so maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing to be talking ticket uh shortages because hawaii football looks like it's gonna be a hot ticket what about you shane you think you got some tickets for next year uh, man i didn't get the call yet not yet and i'm we, not we, uh, we'll i'm not high it. up on that i'm not high up on that donor status so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know but all the all the, all the hardcore crazy fans where most of us aren't like they don't have thousands of dollars to donate. Yeah. So like, yeah. I don't know, man. So I guess you can have all the, the rich people going, but are they the ones that scream and yell? And, exactly. And, you know what I mean? I don't know. They got to they gotta balance this out. They got to balance it out. Well, if we are yeah. going to be joined, hopefully, by some other Hawaii football fans that are also looking and hoping that they're going to be in the stadium and maybe they can balance out some of our voices because I know there are going to be a lot of disappointed people. I mean, I know that for me, I personally, you know, don't even know if I myself am going to be in the stadium. So we'll see. But, um, you know, I'm, um, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, we're going to do what we can do. But I'm going to make sure that we are live because... I don't think so. You know, I'm on your page, and yeah. it's not. Okay, let's try it again. Because we're gonna, okay. Well, we're live on Facebook at least, so we'll talk there. But uh, or on on um <clears throat> on our YouTube. But yeah, you can join us on our YouTube. You can join us on our Instagram. Join us uh, at hi sports fans at Hawaii sports fans. Um, but we're going to go live. Let's see if it works this time. I think it'll work this time. <laughs> I think we're live now. Maybe i got to bring the music in again. Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here, we're here, live here comes the music. i let some people come in and join me and Lalo Head. Because let's talk. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got confirmation on my end, too. We are live on Facebook. You're live at the Hawaii Sports Fans Facebook. Check it out. If you go to hisportsfans.com, that's the one stop for everything. You can find out about, find out about our tours. And we got a great one, UCLA, coming up. I keep dropping it because it's going to be an awesome one. Two premium boxes. And I want to talk about that. The difference about that experience when you go into a game and you sit on the nosebleeds versus sitting in the club versus sitting in the outfield if you're at a baseball game. It's all different. It's all a part of the experience. And that's something that at Hawaii Sports Fans, it's really important to me and is at the crux 
of this business. Aloha to everyone watching. Aloha, Grant. Yes, please come on a tour. HISportsfans.com. I know a lot are getting really excited. And uh, a guy that's getting really excited for the season, I know, is Brother Shane. Lao Lao Head. Uh, so aloha. Aloha, aloha, Brother Shane. How's it going? What's, what's up, man? What's up, Wayne and Warrior Nation? Thank you for having me today. I know it's been a while. I missed out on your last week's uh, at that little, uh, what did what did you guys call oh, we it? Kinda the tailgate, yeah. Yeah, therapy. It therapy. was like therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. was therapy for sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, we well, what it is is a bunch of committed people who are so passionate about Hawaii football that we, um, you know, take the time out of our day to brave the Waikiki because we're in Waikiki and parking was definitely on everyone's mind. Everyone that I invited was like, what about parking? It was very L.A. So I'm dealing with it on both worlds, I guess. But. You know, it was a nice thing to, so shout out everybody that was there, Brandy and Timmy and Brad and Sean and Ryan um, and Stevie Kiyosaki. Um, we had a, a great brunt bunch, eclectic, eclectic bunch. And that's the great thing about this fan base as well, is that it spans a lot of generations. Not to say that we span a lot of generations there at all. <laughs> there was no, I mean, we're all... We're all, you know, um, young, so that's what's important. But at the end of the day, um, what's important as well is, is coming together to, uh, you know, really um, drive home the point as Warrior Nation that we have, um, you know, maybe a more responsibility than some other fan bases because it's such a small fan base and there's not many big money donors, even though they seem to be the ones catered to right now. And it's true, they are. <laughs> But, you know, it's like how the sustainability of the program is, is, is that at stake. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Adidas. Um, today we're going to talk about Colt Brandon because his number was used and his name was used. And I have a little bit of an issue with that just because um, personally I think that he, um, I mean, his death is very fresh for one thing. Had he worn Adidas, maybe, but he wore Nike. Uh, we his name hasn't been associated with the program and quite frankly a lot of people that weren't and I brought this up with Colton he was open about it because he did burn a lot of bridges and we talked about this and I talked about this one on the show and he was open with me in one of his last interviews ever he did with me and um, you know there are people that I know that he may have with whom he may have burned bridges that were not exactly excited about him making a public appearance but I think there are a lot of important uh, bits of wisdom that Colt left with us, uh, and I encourage people to go watch the interview as well. If you haven't, that's on uh, Hawaii Sports Fans and uh, our YouTube. But also, about that tour, you might, if you listen to 1420, so we're going to shout out 1420 AM, um, you might have heard this ad. So let's listen to it right now. Otani at the Angels hosting the Yankees. I started it. For the ultimate sports experience, book a trip with Hawaii sports fans. Check out their I Love LA package, which includes the University of Hawaii football team season opener at UCLA. Plus, the Dodgers hosting the Diamondbacks and Shohei Otani at the Angels hosting the Yankees. You'll get amazing seats for every game. Hawaii sports fans will take away the stress of travel, letting you enjoy the games you love. For more information and available tours, visit hisportsfans.com. Okay, so Shane didn't hear it, but we can play it again. Are you ready for it, Shane? 
So I, I hear it on uh, Facebook. Right? Okay, so my... okay, so yeah, I'm playing it live, yeah, yeah. but you hear it on 1420, the I Love LA tour. Everyone should come nice. join us. Um, but yeah, it's a cool ad, right? So Mahalo out there, uh, 1420, and um, I will be actually a speaker, and we got to record it today. Me and Dave Kawada, um, we got to. I'm gonna be a part of the symposium that they have in the auditorium. The so it's a virtual sports fest. Some people don't know. So when 1420 did a sports fest where they had booths and it was at the Blaisdell Exhibition Hall, 2012, I had a booth. That was my first kind of public booth as Hawaiian sports fans. And we talked about tours then and we got some great response then. And um, still now I have some people on that list that still haven't come on a tour, but at least keep the emails coming. So that's a good thing. But what is... Uh, the pandemic and with the stadium situation, there's a lot of uncertainty around the program. So I'm hoping that, you know, these tours and all of our travel as well, this is all a facet of how we keep the, the fan base running. And I know that that part of that Hawaii sports fans is a part of that. I, I know that for one thing. I know that me myself is a part of that going to all the games, but at the end of the day, we can only do so much. I can only do so much. I only have so much money. Um, and you only have so much money, but we're kind of in a precarious situation. So given that where we are right now, and now I'll start you off because today, if you look at, I'll shout out Shane's page, Hawaii Football Net. Uh, he shared a tweet that came from UH, which talked about the stadium being at 20,000 capacity by 2023, they hope, correct? So 2021, 9,000. 2022, Hopefully 15,000, and then 2023, hopefully 20,000, and then in 2024, hopefully we're in Aloha Stadium, 35,000. So, with that being said, Shane, what are your thoughts? I'm just going to keep it there. Well, <laughs> I try to be uh, a positive thinker Same. in this situation yes. because, to be honest, I didn't even think they would get this far as as far as progress being made mm -hmm. at the current you know the current situation with TC Chang Field. Um, so I'm pretty stoked about that. The field looks beautiful. Um, I even was able to go there this past Sunday because I wanted to like take pictures over there, and I thought it would be like blocked off with security, yeah. like hey, you guys, yeah. nobody allowed, but. Yeah, there was like nobody there. There was no like gated off fence. There was an area where you could have just walked straight onto the field and sat. On I heard the there was even or... some some possible leftover quote unquote turf that was left in piles around there that people could. Oh yeah. If they had the chance, yeah. I don't know if you saw oh, that. Shoot, I never see that. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you got easy access. Also, do you have a TV on in the back, Shane? I should ask you this. Do you have something on? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I can on, hear him, on. you know. But Shane is multitasking, and I give him credit for that because, you know, you got to get on the television as well. Um, last night, the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, won a championship, which was a really cool thing as well. And um, cool because a small market team won something, and we're a small market in Hawaii. So hopefully we can... <laughs> have a pro team maybe even soon maybe not an nba team that would be amazing but something else uh i decided to drop that because i i <laughs> tried to watch games sometimes and do the show but 
you know, there is a lot of talk, and we're getting closer to the season. So, um, you know, now that the diagrams are coming out, uh, personally, you know, I'm disappointed it's a 9,000. I, I just don't like that number. It's so small. It's just really small. And um, we're just not there as a program where we're exclusive enough where we can. Because we do have 9,000 people, and we will have demand, but you're going to lose a lot of people. I hope the people that that donated up because people had to donate up right to get into this category. I hope they keep their level of donation going. I doubt that many of them will just because it's probably out of their budget as a one-time thing, maybe to secure tickets. But so a lot of this money that's extra that's being donated to the program, is just a one-time thing. It's not, it's not like something that's, you know, and I, we're, we're talking about the longevity of the program. We're talking about sustainability and what kind of revenue streams are sustainable. Um, so yes, it came up quickly. I don't know if I would have probably would have different done it differently. I think it looks nice. I think like the pictures look nice, the renderings, but nine thousand to me is just really small. So hopefully, mm -hmm. I have some standing room. I hope they add like, like you said, we we what maybe some viewing. You can do it in stand sheriff where it's air conditioning, or you can do it in the less, and you can even keep the less open where people can walk in and out of the less and use the, you know, the refreshment whatever areas um yes it's a hard situation but ultimately this started a long time ago the uh, disappointed with the stadium authority yes but we knew what the stadium situation was like and nobody really came together none of the administrators at uh stadium authority you know legislature now they're doing all the i see all these legislatures posting how they went and visited the stadium it's small kind of late to be visiting the stadium now when they've already con basically condemned it almost condemned it because in my opinion, the best thing would to be play in the stadium and to play just in the orange and to secure just the orange. I don't know how much that would cost because there's still costs that are being induced to have that. And I think UH long term could use an on-campus stadium setup. So it's going to be used, you know, for other things. And I don't know, you could probably have soccer at home now, I'm, I'm sure, um, you know, which would be good for the, the girls. They don't have to ride all the way out to the west side. Um, it'd be sucks for the West Side people, but you know if UH can bring the more sports they can have on home, uh, that's a good thing. So I, I think the, you know, the capital improvements are good, but this, the football program is, in my opinion, trending not in a positive direction right now, just given how pa pandemic has affected the program and how this stadium situation. And what I mean by uh, and the potential of the NIL situation which is a name image and likeness so with all those things being said you know where where do you fall in terms of like your outlook and what you think needs to be done you know outlook on on uh football, the football program and, you know for the season the, and for the general? next five years oh for the season <laughs> well, and, i mean i mean and just long term you know like you know just because a lot of people are saying, well, a lot of people are going to get snubbed. We already know that, right? A lot of people that are, are huge fans are not going to get in the stadium. And they're the ones sometimes cheerleading the most for UH and <laughs> donating money on behalf of the stadium, yet cannot yeah. even get in, which I think is wrong. Um, because that's just not... And, and that's the problem when it comes to sports in general is that we've monetized it in such a way where, you know, the, the fans are paying more. So, you know, it, and honestly, the UH experience hasn't gotten much better with the, with the money. It's just caught up with the rest of the country where they're, you know, you've got to go San Jose or any of those small stadiums. You're still going to pay a lot to get into their stadiums. But in general, 
we're hemorrhaging people. I don't know if you would agree with that, but it seems that we're losing people every year. We're losing season ticket holders. That's In general, how many of our friends that we used to come with us that don't even think about coming anymore? How many of those friends we got to almost wring their arms to come? And I think yeah. me and you and I can have this honest conversation because I don't. There's no one really few people like us, in terms of like what we do for UH and all the games and everything. I mean, there's really few. So I mean, I'm speaking. I think frightening a majority just because I'm at every game. I've seen it all. I, I know what's going on, and um, been doing it for now four, three, four decades. So it's like I've definitely now seen the evolution of the program, and not in the best ways as well. I mean, the program definitely the the fan base has dropped off. It's not the fan base is getting bigger. I wish it was 2007. We might have had a bump, but that's important to me. Or we can just have rich fans. Maybe I mean maybe you think because some people are saying, "Well, we need the rich fans." Well, then if they're the only ones, then you know we'll just oh then I was say, "Well, then we can watch it on TV." But can we? Because it costs seventy dollars a game. So yes. how is this program yeah. is just getting further and further away from the average person? Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like, like you said, I mean, I, I understand the school needs needs money because of, you know, the pandemic year, we lost so much money. Yeah. But at the same time, like you mentioned, like we're slowly losing fans and not not like just the casual fan. We're losing fans that's yeah. been like buying season tickets for like 20, exactly. 25, 30 years. And they're like, ah, they're all like fed up already. It's like. So I, I don't know. I wish, I wish the you know the the managers or whoever can just see the big picture, or figure figure something out because, yeah. man, I, and like with the like you mentioned. Uh, oh, and then to to reiterate reiterate on mm -hmm. what you guys said last week. Yeah. If you if you guys can get tickets. Use the tickets because yeah. if this nine thousand seat stadium, if they allow full capacity, mm -hmm. if it's not sold out, mm -hmm. oh man, that's I gonna know. be the most embarrassing thing yeah, ever. A, you know what I mean? Kind, that's it. Oh, and that's the so, thing that's scary because a lot of people won't come back. And we talked about this before, me and you too. It's like the people that are the most invested and then being left out have the potential of being the most offended as well. And you cannot blame them. You can't really blame them because that's what happens when you basically cater to a certain segment of the fan base. And when I say cater, it's because a lot of people can't afford it. Let's just be honest. I, do, I mean, I have an economics degree. I was in the a PhD candidate for economics. So I don't, I don't mind talking about economics things. And disposable income is a very um basic economics uh, term that we talk about but certain people have more disposable income than others clearly and in hawaii mm -hmm. we have a big divide as well as people who are working literal backbreaking jobs <laughs> um to people who are making money you know white collar jobs and good for everyone right and certain people are benefiting from nepotism and certain people are you know benefiting from the fact that their parents own their houses for generations and pass it down to them and they don't have a mortgage so Everyone's in a different situation, yes. But in, in a Hawaii where the football team and the identity of the team is so linked to local people and our identity is local people and local people right now, what is the outlook for local people in Hawaii on the island? I would not say it's a very healthy outlook with people considering leaving, um, leaving the island. So, I mean, unless, 
and I, I think, like I said, with this program, is it, it is one of those links. It's a linkage between not only our generations, grandparents, aunties, uncles, but also our friends and our um, our extended warrior ohana that you know comes to rely on being able to be at the stadium or seeing each other six to seven to eight Saturdays a year at least. And that's really important. And that's a tradition that at least, you know, hopefully for some people, for 9,000 at least, can go on if 9,000 is filled. Because a lot of those seats are going to go to corporate, not to normal people. And that's the name of the game as well. So we're just dropping facts. So you cannot be offended. People cannot be offended by both. That's just the point. That's what's happening. So average people are not prioritized say it's right or wrong it's just the truth i'm an average person i'm not above average i'm not above anyone else i'm the same ones that can't you know i barely can get into certain rooms i'm i'm not in the aristocracy of the whatever people that donate into the all-american whatever cop captains whatever all-americans right you got to be really rich but there are enough people honestly if the school found a bunch of all-americans sure of course and that would help. So, and, and if those people could stay sustainably, donate, that would be great. So there is a potential there um, for that to happen. But at the end of the day, if people are just going to be fiending for free tickets around town because that's all they can get. I mean, let's take the Maui Invitational, for instance, which I've been going to the Maui Invitational since 1992. Um, and I worked at the Maui Invitational. I've covered it as a member of media I've written for the Maui news I've written for other outlets and have you know been behind the rope where I want where as a kid I wanted to be like see what it's like on the other side of the rope tickets and, for that is hard yes. to get though exactly and, expensive, and that's though, a part of the point yes that used to be my dad going okay we got to go to this tournament you know my dad is a huge basketball junkie and that's why I'm the same way but you know my dad had to I remember line up for these tickets but it wasn't that hard to get and I remember it being like $25 a day like $75 for the tournament which is like amazing because it's like four games a day so you're going to see 12 games and it was always some of the best teams I mean I saw you know Penny Hardaway is my favorite player one of my favorite players nice. um, and I sat next to them and I sat next to the Memphis State team and then the, their, their fans and when they scored the first point they had all this confetti they would throw the confetti in the air so I threw the confetti with them. And that was a cool tradition that these fans on this, these wooden bleachers in Maui, which now have been up. So the, the arena has taken a little bit of a change as, you know, maybe that's good for Maui as well. Like the Haina Civic Center is now, you know, um, more modern. It's still the Haina Civic Center. Like it still looks the same for the most part. But well, they've added some amenities to host this one-a-year tournament. But in the long run, is Maui way better off? I don't know because the tournament has gotten way harder to get into if you're local. Way harder. It's expensive. Now, it's like not even $25 a game. I mean, people are paying like three, dollars $400 a day to get into the, the, this, this tournament. So... I mean, that's the name of the game. That's why this name, image, and likeness NIL debate is so, you know, um, important right now because the tickets are going out for the fans and only certain people are taking home reaping the benefits. And let's be honest, a lot of it is coaches. So, you know, that's that's at the end of the day, not necessarily a problem, but something that needs to be rectified in a way that is pono, you know, in a way that is um, made 
um, right for everybody. But if fans are being blocked out, I think it'll be difficult. I mean, but like you said, have you heard anybody like who got the call or did you get the call or anybody close to you or? No, I never get the call. I've asked other people. They haven't gotten the call. So I don't, I don't even know. Have they even been calling? Because they don't even know the situation about yeah. if Ige is going to even allow fans in, right? So I, I mean, and that, so I was on the news on Hawaii News Now uh, talking, or yeah, Hawaii News Now, like last week talking about this, right? And you mm-hmm. know, I, I was in Europe. I went to Copenhagen, and we had to like present our uh, vaccination status, or you could do the the, day, the three day test, which I think is doable right now, even at the status right now. Obviously. I believe everyone should get vaccinated. It's free. Uh, there's not a lot of. It's hard for me, you know. Science has has backed this, so I mean that that's the key to ending the everything. So if people get the vaccine, and you know, Ige to some people might be a hero, and he could very well be. If say something got really deadly with you know the virus, the Delta variant, then the Lambda. I mean, it's going to keep mutating as well as less people are vaccinated and they keep. Um, giving it to other people. So, you know, it's an inevitability for me. I mean, I've been living with, I mean, I went to five countries in 10 states during the pandemic. So clearly I'm, you know, I'm going out and about, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm careful, but you can still get it when you're vaccinated. But when you get it and you're vaccinated and you don't get any symptoms. So if you know that you're probably going to get it and most people are going to get it now because now it's rampant, I would not roll the dice with what you could possibly experience in terms of like the um you know you just never know um what how your body could react to it so i know people that are fans of uh that were on the side of the road calling 911 104 degree temperature going into like seizure so you never know you just never know um at the end of the day though I believe it can be done now, but I, I could see Ige also not um, letting people in, period, which would be, it is what it is. I mean, it would force at least, it would look better for, I guess, Spectrum since they already charged people who couldn't get in to watch the game. So at least, <laughs> I mean, like the fact that charging people to, that, to watch a game that they couldn't get into in the first place, it's harder to justify that cost. And uh, first of all, it shouldn't be a cost anyway. It should not be pay-per-view. I already said this. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Longevity wise, there's only so many people and that's why that are going to be able to take, you know, all of these things happening. But, um, you know, with that being said, there are new exciting things happening. Obviously the Adidas thing, um, um, and you know, ways that the, they can rebrand, but you know, what are, what are, what are some other thoughts from La La I know you got a lot of thoughts. I feel like I'm one sided. So how do you feel? No, no. We, we always kind of agree on yeah, yeah. those things with, with UH anyway. So just my thoughts too with uh, MLI, mm-hmm. because you know how Sabin said that uh, Bryce Young is already yeah. up to like a million dollars in that's investments. What that's what I heard. So for me, unfortunately for mid-majors like mm-hmm. UH, yeah. I think it's going to make us like the minor league yeah. of college football because of course it's just gonna make the power schools more powerful you know what i mean yeah you know i think yeah no no i no keep going keep going no keep going no 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 and then and then with that with that said imagine if had nli 
when when, when Colt was here. Oh, mm-hmm. Colt would have made so much money. Colt <laughs> might have got pulled it. away. No, no, he loved us too much. <laughs> he loved us too much. But see, no, but that's the point. Because kids, now that they know they can make money, I feel they would rather go to a school that they're going to get, you know, possibly make a million dollars as opposed to playing for Hawaii where you're only going to make peanuts pretty much. So that's why for Hawaii, you're going to have to want to play here. So for whatever reason, yeah. be it you have family, you want to play in front of family, if it was your dream to play here, or if you just want to, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, that's already the case, though. I mean, that's literally yeah, already yeah, the case. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why we kind of play the woe is me battle anyways, because I feel like we're already behind the eight ball. If people are not shocked, no mid-major has won a championship since yeah, BYU yeah, yeah. or something, or since UCF put up their banner in their stadium. Um, but at the end of the day, I agree. And I think the mid-majors already are a separate entity and they should have a separate championship, in my opinion. And that would help UH align itself with lower division one, which it's headed to with the, that, with that tenants being what it's going to be. Um, I'm clearly not a fan of the 9,000. I think it's way too small. I I mean, I, I, I I never was a 35,000 is too small. A lot of people are like, Oh, we need 50. Like, you gotta find a you gotta find a middle ground. So it needs to be a good year this year. It has to be something that's going to change. You know, it's gonna create new fans. You know, where people are gonna be spilling into the stadium the year prior. Because I don't see that happening. Once it's hard for Hawaii people to get back on the train, especially if people stop going to the games anyways, or they're getting older. You know, a lot of those people aren't are gonna stop going anyways probably, and this will be a perfect excuse to stop going to the games. They might still keep their tickets and give them to their friends and family, and then they're gonna go through the rounds of people passing in amongst themselves who don't really kind of don't want to go, you know, and then that's going to be the thing. So I'm sure people will come across everybody in Hawaii is so connected that tickets will pop up, but um, it'll be a challenge. And we were trending down anyways. We were, our attendance was going down anyways, but now we're forced to go down to 9,000 and, and maybe it'll be forced to grow because we need to grow anyways. Um, with that being said, like you're right, the NIL, I thought the Dylan Gabriel at UCF, his using him, that was kind of cool, actually. He had his whole marketing scheme going already anyways, which was kind of, you know, and kids got to know, like, at the end of the day, you're going to take hits, you're going to have long-term effects. I think every quarterback to running back for sure, linemen, I mean, guys who are just taking huge hits all the time or getting, you know, at least um, taking some kind of damage, even if it's not something that's super extreme at the moment just over time it leaves a mark and it leaves a um you know figurative mark as well it leaves you know trauma and it leaves um potentially uh issues that you have to deal with down the road when you're in your 30s 40s 50s 60s and we're gonna see that i think it's fair to say that colt and his his life experience post uh had a lot to do with the effects of the damage that he took while he was a student at UH. And like you said, he could have made a lot of money. He probably should have been compensated for a lot of that because he gave up a lot, you know, to come back to UH. So that's that's what's important is like these kids do. They deserve to be compensated. They, they have put in the time, yes, but they have also put on their bodies on the line. And that's hard to just 
be able to comp be compensated through a degree, which you have to finish. Like I like I I have two bachelor's degrees, so I I, I know like the importance of having a degree. But at the end of the day, um, it can only get you so far money wise in which you could be compensated because you need insurance. Like your your body is, is gonna be hurting right after. Like I broke one of my fingers right after playing pickup basketball. Not even playing in college, which I already heard other things. But after college, and I didn't have insurance at the time. Like I was kind of between jobs and figuring it out. And that's, you know, tough when you are an athlete and it's just like a work. People who sustain chronic injuries on the job and then they move on from that job. It's like that old job is the reason that I have all these injuries, but nobody can compensate for me for it now. So, you know, that's why I think it's going to be important. But you see, Chevin has a CPB. CPB. I'm sure we'll have a few more. Um, down the road, maybe Hawaii sports fans will have somebody. Maybe maybe Hawaii football. <laughs> but I mean, I think it opens up a world of opportunity as well where players and fans, especially fans that could use players um, or their images and likenesses and compensate them for it. There's going to be some real interesting, like, thank you for appearing on this commercial. Definitely at Alabama. They're like, so that's going to be, we'll give you, we'll just pay you about $50,000 for that one second that you appear. You know, like, they're definitely going to tip because you, you they, the players can't just take the money. That's the thing, right? They can get paid, but they have to, it's because it's for their name, image, and likeness to be used. So before, like after the Ed O'Bannon, who Ed O'Bannon played for UCLA basketball player, his brother was Charlie O'Bannon. They were, you know, good players. And Ed O'Bannon was like saying, hey, you keep using my name. Like people are playing video games and you're using my face, my name. Like you never, I'm not getting anything from this one. He was totally right. So basically the furthest it went and, the, and I'm, I'm simplifying this a lot, but just for people that aren't, don't know the situation that well, basically that led the way to the power five conferences like the SEC, ACC, Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, being able to fulfill total cost of attendance and give all of their athletes that. So, excuse me, UH also has an option. I'm not sure if they're doing that. So that means literally anything that, excuse me, literally anything that you would have to pay for to be a student on this team, they can pay for. You know, like, so now kids are getting pretty decent, you know, stipends a month, kids on the team, kids that you might not even know their name, but they're under contract or they're under contract. It is a contract. They're under scholarship. So, um, you know, your window is small, too. You're only going to, I mean, just because you're the, the hot thing at UH, some of these kids don't seem to know that, that once you graduate, you don't take all of your little fame and fortune with you sometimes. Well, I don't know how much fortune they're getting, but... For that fame that they do have, like say UH men's volleyball or something, um, I bet they could, I bet they could make money off of their images and likenesses. A lot of those kids, maybe not doing things that the the, the athletic department would like them to be doing, but they deserve to be making money for who they are for sure. They're they're on television, they're on the news, they're being talked about. They deserve to make something off of that too. I mean, their window is short, like. Some of these brothers don't understand that as well. They think like they take their clout with them once they leave. UH, like, no, you're just a fan at, at best. And I encourage all our alumni as well to join us in the stands and cheer because only some of you, I, I mean, and I've said this a few times, a lot of people before, I, it's hard for me. Like, I don't worship any of the players by far. No, I love all the players and I support all of our alumni. I'm, I'm grateful when they're close to the program. 
and there's some that have been offended and come back and I'm glad they have. But um, other than cult, and this is, you know, a long time ago I've said this and it's made it even harder now just because obviously, um, you know, it's there's no player that I'm just going to like roll over for. Like you, you have to be a part like you're you're in the canoe, too. You got to grab like a like a or like we're just doing this out of the kindness of our hearts. We didn't play for the school. I still donate to my athletic program in New York, my college, because I played for them. I don't even go to games. I don't. Even, I go to campus when I go to my reunions. I I feel a commitment there as well. So, I'm not saying there are players that obviously donate and there are players that are there, but you you got that's a Kuleana as well if you put on the uniform to give back, and that's at any school. So you know that's a part of that 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 entire part of the longevity of the program, having a strong alumni base and. You know, I'm hoping Co Coach Graham can do that. You know, Colt Brennan talked about that on, on the show. He talked about reaching out to Coach Graham and possibly, um, you know, being some kind of a member of the staff or something. So that that's a one way that we could do it, I think, is starting to in integrate more. And we need we need the fans in the stands. So we need those players who are capable and willing. They need to be at the games and cheering and make UH football still a priority to them. You know, they benefited from them. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, players deserve to get paid, yes. And then afterwards, the program deserves to have them come back as fans and and be a part of the program. You know, like, I talked about this today on with Dave Kawada, which is going to be at the – you'll see this at the virtual fest of ESPN 1420. Um, I, was, well, I was a missionary. I was a Mormon missionary, just like John Rasuo, who went to Ference. You know, and I, my mission was a Vietnamese-speaking mission, and I've already, you know, integrated that into my tours even, and we've gone to eat pho and all these other places. But ultimately, like, I don't need to, ha I don't need to go back there and go back to the people I serve. Missions are two years, and once they're over, like people like John, especially go to like far-off places, it's hard to go back and be a part of that. But I feel that personal responsibility, so I'm very close to those people still. And being in California obviously makes it easier, but that's up to people individually. You know, and we feel that at a high level. And we're not even, we're just fans. You know, it's just me and you are just fans. And we had um, very nice grandmas and grandpas and people around the program, aunties and uncles, that raised us to love UH football. So that was lucky for UH football because they, that was a free pass just given to us as terms of how we're going to, um, you know, approach UH football for the rest of our lives. Like, integrate it into every moment of my calendar. You know, it's like, it's it's getting to that point. I remember you asked me this too in my house. We talked about Kansas City and like why I haven't gone to so many Kansas City Chiefs games in my life. And because I've been a fan for a long time. I guess even so, I started traveling. I've only I mean I've gone to Kansas City games mostly on the West Coast. A lot of the reason was because I'm going to UH games, and that's why it's like for me personally, it's like I takes away from other teams that I follow. Of course, I'm going to be stronger Hawaii football fan than a Kansas City Chief fan, even though I'm glad I finally got to experience a Super Bowl win. But because of Hawaii football is is more ingrained in me and, and because of the place that I'm from. But it, it also requires me, especially going to all the home games, even if I'm in L.A., flying home, being home. It's hard to get away. So we're all making sacrifices for the program. Um, but we need more people. We just need more people. But I don't know, Shane, what are some of your, your thoughts about, uh, you know, this offseason, at least – Maybe for your 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 prospects for the team itself. I know that you are uh, high on Calvin Turner, as like the rest of us are as well. Obviously, I'm excited to see him back. But you know, Coach Graham made some uh, 
hires this offseason, including his own children. So that'll be interesting. Um, no, I mean, he definitely will be under a little bit of a microscope, or you would think, just because. And I'm sure he trusts them and trusts their football savvy. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, that's the thing. Like, UH is dealing with a lot of these issues. You could easily turn people off, losing, getting kicked out of the stadium. I mean, if the team loses and less people go because the team is junk, we're going to lose even more people. You know what I mean? Then we're not even going to have 9,000. Then anybody going to get in. Just people are just going to be giving away tickets. So at that point, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, Shane, what is what is uh, what are some loud head nuggets of wisdom? Because I know that you have... You know, you got to see the, the stadium up close, and that's exciting as well, knowing that we're going to have football on campus. But, you know, what, um, you know, can we turn, look in, what, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to in terms of, like, how the team is going to do? Well, of course, I'm looking forward to live, live football again. It's been, uh, uh, it's been quite a, quite a journey without it. Um, you know, and there, there's there's two types of fans. Yeah, there's fans that can say, ah, I don't, I don't really want to watch football. I'm, I'm, I'm fed up already. And for me, I'm the type of fan that although I'm frustrated with some of the things that UH decides to do, mm-hmm. I cannot miss a game. I don't, I don't know what, you know, it's just part of me, even like, say we're down 42-0 in the, at halftime and I'm telling myself, ah, ah, these guys suck. I'm not going to watch. And then once the third quarter starts, I'm already watching. Like, oh, of course. Can come back. Can come back. We just need six more touchdowns, five more touchdowns. We're back in it. And that's just me. Although I complain a lot, I'm a, uh, especially like, you know, when we were down 21-0 against Washington, Sugar Bowl mm-hmm. year, yeah, man, I was so like, I kept complaining to my wife, like, ah, we're, season's over. BCS dreams, <laughs> pow, we're, we're going to lose. This is all for nothing. And then, oh, my wife, she scolded me. She's like, ah, you, you, so negative. Right? Why are you always <laughs> going to do that? And then yeah. that's just me. And then, oh, yeah, no, that's I, like I, my, I <laughs> no, you're like a lot of people, but oh, keep going. Sorry. Oh no, no, no! Because she picked it up, and she's the one that cheers like crazy. She's like, "Ah, <laughs> oh, go give up!" Like, oh my gosh, she's she's awesome. Um... But as as far as that, I'm just I'm a like I said, I bleed green. I'm a warrior for life. I'm gonna go to the games. I'm gonna watch the games, yeah. no matter if we're. O and eight or eight and all. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. Yeah. And I it's 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 disheartening to see how um most of the Mountain West media thinks we're gonna be like second to last. A lot of publications put like Calvin Turner as like fourth team, fourth team all conference like what the hell 14 yeah. all conference it's like crazy i think he's like one of the best players in the mountain west mm-hmm. definitely. And, definitely yeah so uh, and i think our defense is gonna be better of course because grounds of defensive specialists so to say um 
And as long as Shevin can just work on that deep ball accuracy, oh man, I think I think our offense will be in good shape as well. Um, but we're like like I said, we're just all most. My number one thing is just waiting on that that stadium. I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if they're going to allow us in. We don't know if we're going to get tickets. But with that said, I mean. I'm still going to watch the game, no matter if it's on How TV would you watch or it? if I'm... Would you get huh? the pay-per-view? Would you order the pay-per-view? Yeah, we... Um, my Kolohe tailgate crew, the guys that we mm-hmm. uh, tailgate with, we always go to uh, my friend's house and visit Pololo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we have our little tailgates there. Um, but, yeah, I mean... We'll see, man. We'll see because it's going to be interesting, right? And this is the most road games, too, we're going to have in uh, program history, too. Yes, seven road games or something like that. Seven, I believe, seven road games. Really? I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, that's what they said on the news. That's going to be the most road games for uh, UH. Well, it could be so, all on the road. I mean, if, if things didn't happen the way they – I mean, I'm sure they don't want that to happen anyways. We want to make people play here. But it would have been nice to incorporate our neighbor island fans in some way. We could play some games up there. Um, like you said, I mean, we, we, we take for granted, though, that the team will be there next year, though. That's another thing. We'll be there, but will the team be there? Yeah, just because we can come around and that's why i mean if we are fans if we are true fans of the team simply being positive and being a rah-rah all the time is not going to help the team stick around and for me i you know i waver you know like let's talk about the the message boards right i was on message boards in like 97 or something since i could get on 95 when i could get on the internet i find message boards to talk about sports with um, and I know the Hawaii boards, I remember like some people were more, and of course, if you could stay anonymous, you could be as negative or whatever you wanted to be. And there were very positive people as well, obviously. But, um, you know, when 2007 came around and the Herman Fraser thing and people who remember what I did for, then was oh. my Herman Fraser sign then. And I was vindicated when, you know, he was fired later on in the year, but, um, I was like the rebel riser. I was negative, but it's like, he wasn't good for our program. Like. I, as a fan, that's my Kuleana, I think, especially because I'm not the rich fan yet. No, I am not. I'm not going to be the guy that can just write checks to them and then buy things like and whatever. Like you said, we want to prioritize those people. That's who's prioritized. That's the thing, Shane. Like those people are always going to have their pocketbooks, right? But they're always going to have priority over us getting into things. So it is what it is. But how do we sustain is is going to be interesting given that we're going to definitely lose some fans after this season, just given how many people are not going to be able to go into games. And it's going to be hard to get a game. If you have to pay for it on pay-per-view, I mean, that is, that's crazy. You're adding all these layers for your product. Not only can you not get into the game, then you can't, it's, it's very cost prohibitive to watch UH football, and it really shouldn't be that way. And you know, for me, it's I I'm crazy and devote most of my funds to going to UH football games wherever they are, which is a crazy person as well. But we only have so many crazy people. We and only crazy people, if they have money, are even better. But when you're crazy and you're not filling the pocketbooks and um, 
you know, of the development team at the school, people, you're not as prioritized. So, but that you're right. Uh, Calvin is definitely seems to be somebody that is underrated. Uh, the, the team is might be finishing or, or was predicted in this uh, Mountain West um, coaches. Um, did you see any interviews from that? Mountain no, West? I didn't. I was working all day. I only saw a post from uh, the Hawaii football, and they just showed Graham talking to the media, but I didn't. I didn't hear anything. And it's funny because when Rolo was coach, he did all these outlandish things. So, yeah, oh, yeah, you no, for it sure. On ESPN, right, with Britney yeah, Spears yeah. or the Elvis yeah. or the, you know, the fortune teller. So you'd see that, like, you get notifications and stuff. Yeah. And, but yeah, obviously, Graham is, Graham's a, Graham is a total different, you know, different type of coach. But um, well, I mean, at least so, it's yeah. not like uh, what McMackin did at the media day when he was talking about Notre Dame that one time, oh. and that ended up on Sports <laughs> Center as well. Yeah, so was, it's uh, better not to make not waves in that direction. Um, <clears throat> but definitely, like you said, UH is gonna have to fight for respect. Um, and I oh, think definitely. last season was great. I mean. Look, I mean, I think we need to be honest. Like, three and three or four and four was a was a pretty good season, but we still lost four games, and we still have programs like I'm saying, like San Jose. If they if they are going off and we are not, that's a problem there because that's not a program that traditionally is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, um, should be going the same. We should be at least above them a little bit, but you know, that's a good thing. The Mountain West is getting tougher as well, um, so. I don't see an issue with the predictions. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, I yeah, care. exactly. Um, they have and to win. They got to use that, use that to motivate, you know, it's like, yeah, just, just keep going. Like yeah. when we went worse to first, nobody thought we were going to do that. But yeah, yeah, like you said, we gotta, we gotta earn that respect yeah. and like play with that chip on the shoulder. And when like, I know people tease the small stadium and they're going to mm. be like, like Portland State's gonna come here and laugh, like, "Oh, it's on high school stadium." But then let's kill them, like seventy-two yeah. to three, you know, or something. Be like, "Yeah, yeah, we don't need, we, we don't need a freaking huge stadium. Just, just, just perform on the field and be competitive in every game." I'm not saying we gotta win every game, but please don't be like thirty to zero at halftime. At least be competitive in every game, and then you know, make it exciting. Make it exciting for the fans, man. Because we can put, but so that's the number one thing. Just make the the product on the field good, but at the same time, UH has to get their head out of their butts and mm-hmm. make the game experience. We talk about yep. this every time. Make the game experience good so that fans want to come to the game you know mm-hmm. that's 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 the that's the biggest thing so everybody has I've, I've heard choke good ideas being tossed around about opening less murakami with big screen you know open you know stand share so people can watch the game in there at least be in the environment mm-hmm. but i don't know i don't even know if they're gonna gonna do that you know but yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah, just I mean, it'll see. be interesting. I mean, at the end of the day, we cannot just say, well, the pandemic, well, this. You got to do something. And having people vote for Tokyo Dachi is not the best 
if that's the only <laughs> strategy. That's if that's the best strategy in interacting with fans is voting for Tokyo uh, Nachi. And and also UH Hilo was also at the same level as we were. I don't know if anybody yeah, knows. Exactly. So if UH Hilo and UH Mano are at the same level, uh, I'm gonna have to say Tokyo Dachi doesn't seem like its outreach was going that far. Yes. Um but also uh you know like yeah. It is what it is. Like the Adidas thing, yeah. it's good. I like Adidas. I like the new brand. I don't mm-hmm. think those. I think it was a little tacky to use Colt and his name and his number because I demand that Colt Brandon's number be retired. Like I said, if people, especially if you're donating to the program, you should say something too. Like you want to see in memory of, but do we demand the, the retirement of number 15 with uh, announcement of it? It's not hard. It's not difficult. And, um, you know, and I also would like to say like, in, and like Reagan had brought up Moia, like, Seeing the name of the field change the Colt Brandon Field like that's not a hard thing, and that's a memory that, uh, like like I'm saying they uh, they don't mind using the name and number now when it's to show off the new apparel deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta have it, but you gotta you gotta you gotta be called out. You cannot just we cannot just be like raw raw all the time. That's a problem with a lot of Hawaii too. They don't get called. Out. Other teams, their fan bases call out better than Hawaii. Maybe I should be better at calling out, but I always get always yelled at. I always get hated on. So that's why I should like, I'm going to do my thing. But I mean, at the end of the day, like people are getting paid quite a lot of money. There's still about almost $50 million budget, if not more than that by now. It's a lot of money. So there should be accountability there as well. Um, anything else you want to add, Lala Head? Hope people go ah. to the website, check us out, hisportsfans.com. I want trying to get Lala Head to come to LA with us, but you know. Oh, we'll God, see. I wish, bro. I wish. And hopefully I can make it to the Vegas game. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we're doing in LA, um, we're doing a, two private boxes. And that's the thing like um, I brought up with oh, Dave Kawada. And that's something that it's it's a great opportunity for people. You can't get into these places, you know, by ourselves. And to have a group, someone like me, who's basically fronting all of this, so that people can, you know, be have a part of it, it's a good opportunity. And I, I was like, even for me, if I were a prospective buyer, I think it's a great opportunity to go into all these. Was the private places. box at the Rose Bowl? Is it? Well, not at the Rose Bowl. Not at the Rose Bowl. That would be a good one, actually. That might be a good one. Actually, you're right. That wouldn't have been. I, I, I didn't look into that one at the Rose Bowl. We're doing it at the Dodgers and the, the Angels. So we have a oh, private box okay. in the home run seats and Angels. Yeah, but the UH-UCLA game is a part of that whole package. But we're going to be sitting with our fans. That's That would be a good one. Maybe I got to look into that too, actually. Uh, <laughs> but in any case, uh, you know, check us out, hisportsfans.com. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we can see you guys at the game soon. But for Brett Alala Head, I'm Roy. Peace. Take care, guys. Aloha, go Bulls! Well, I gotta play my commercial one more time, actually. Yeah, play it. That's cool, man, that they finally... Yeah, reaching out to you. No, it's good. It's good. For the ultimate sports experience, book a trip with Hawaii sports fans. Check out their I Love LA package, which includes the University of Hawaii football team season opener at UCLA. 
Plus, the Dodgers hosting the Diamondbacks and Shohei Otani at the Angels hosting the Yankees. You'll get amazing seats for every game. Hawaii sports fans will take away the stress of travel, letting you enjoy the games you love. For more information and available <laughs> tours, visit hisportsfans.com. How much, um, how much, um, 